Today is Wednesday, January 26th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Wednesday, windy and mostly cloudy. Highs around 40, northwest winds 20 to 30 miles an hour. Tonight, breezy and colder with mostly cloudy skies. 20% chance of snow in the evening, lows around 20. Northwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Thursday, mostly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs 35 to 40, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday night, mostly clear, lows 15 to 20, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour. Friday, breezy and partly cloudy, highs around 45, southwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday night through Saturday night, partly cloudy, lows 20 to 30, highs 40 to 45. Sunday and Sunday night, mostly cloudy, highs around 45, lows around 25. Monday and Monday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow, highs 35 to 40, lows 5 to 10. And Tuesday, colder and mostly cloudy, highs around 20. The record surge in COVID-19 cases all across the High Line is showing no signs of slowing down, and impacts are being felt throughout the area. District 4 HRDC announced Wednesday that they would be closing their Head Start and Early Head Start classrooms until February 7th to help slow the spread. Over at Fort Belknap, their tribal council has extended the reservation-wide shutdown through Sunday, and Hayes Lodgepole and Dodson Public Schools and Aani Nakoda College will remain in remote learning for the rest of the week. On the Rocky Boys Reservation, their tribal business committee recently elevated the threat level to three, meaning there is a stay-at-home order and a curfew mandate. Box Elder and Rocky Boy schools will continue to be closed for in-person learning for the rest of this week. Fort Belknap also has a curfew mandate of 9 p.m. nightly. The Hill County Commission met with representatives from Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks and Great West Engineering Monday to discuss a proposal to place a fishing access site at Smitty's Pond. The pond is located between the Milk River and the railroad tracks on the west side of Haver. NFWP Region 6 Fisheries Manager Steve Dalby says they have several programs available to help with funding. So we've got some tools to work with here as far as making this a legitimate access point. However, one of the questions that's come up, and that, and that is before we would invest in habitat or any kind of enhancement in, in Smitty's Pond, access would have to be um, established um, and agreements would have to be in place. Dalby said dredging the pond would be expensive and is likely not feasible for this project in the short term, but there are other things they can do to make it a quality fishing site. The site would likely be geared towards children and could be handicap accessible. Once the county secures legal and physical access to the site, FWP says they will put together a plan and may commit to help funding the FAS. The proposal would then go out for public comment, although this process is expected to take at least a year. An ice fishing tournament is scheduled to take place this Saturday at Fresno Reservoir. Although the weather has been above average lately, Cody Peterson says the ice on the lake remains in good shape. 18 to 20 inches is what the ice fisherman told me this last weekend. Um, there is pretty good pressure ridge out there, so people need to avoid that. A chili feed will follow the tournament Saturday evening. Kids under 18 must be accompanied by an adult. Registration is 7 a.m. at Fresno Tavern, and a mandatory rules meeting will take place at 7.30 a.m. For rules, call Peterson at 399-3580 or send an email to kodikym at yahoo.com. The Ability to Pay study that will determine how much water users of the Milk River project can afford to pay for operations and maintenance costs is almost completed. Ryan Newman is the Montana Area Manager for the Bureau of Reclamation and says the document should be completed by mid-February. 
big lift has been completed, all the studies, the analysis, the modeling. That was all done last calendar year. By the end of last calendar year, we did have the, the final draft, and now it has to make its required review loop. The Ability to Pay study was funded by the St. Mary's Working Group last March as a way to get the St. Mary's Reinvestment Act moving forward in Congress. Although that legislation remains stalled, Milk River Joint Board of Control Project Manager Jennifer Patrick says it helped get the ball rolling to get $100 million in funding through the recently passed bipartisan infrastructure bill. The Montana State University Northern Alumni Foundation is continuing its effort of fundraising for student scholarships. Executive Director Chantel Kronk says they are holding a massive 50-50 raffle again due to its previous success. Our raffle that we did over a year ago raised $8,000 per group scholarship and their winner. And then our spring raffle, the winner last year, received over $9,000. So we tend to do really, really well with this 50-50. To join the raffle, contact any board member or contact the foundation office by phone at 265-3711 or by email at alumni at msun.edu. Tickets are 20 bucks each or six for $100. The drawing will take place February 4th, but ticket sales will be cut off at the end of the month. Now taking a look at local COVID updates for today. We'll start off with Hill County. Yesterday, they reported 66 new COVID cases and 32 recoveries. Total case count for Hill, 4,263, 235 active, 3 hospitalized, 3,957 recoveries, 71 deaths. In Blaine County yesterday, they reported 47 new COVID cases and 43 recoveries, as well as a new hospitalization. Total case count for Blaine County, 1,923, 172 active, 1,722 recoveries, 29 deaths. And this week, I want everyone to know that their COVID vaccine clinic will be Friday instead of Thursday. It'll be from 8.30 to 11.30 in the morning and 1 to 3.30 in the afternoon, 420A Ohio Street in Chinook with all COVID vaccines available. Over in Phillips County, between January 20th and 25th, they reported 24 new COVID cases and 24 recoveries. Total case count for Phillips, 975, 44 active, 2 hospitalized, 904 recoveries, 27 deaths. And now we'll move on to state news and take a look at the statewide COVID dashboard. In today's update, the state reported 3,072 new COVID cases, bringing the cumulative total to 233,056. Active case count 16,125, active hospitalizations 326, death toll 2,990. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 451, Missoula 417, Gallatin 310, Flathead 287, Lewis and Clark 264, Cascade 189, Lake 159. And briefly looking at the vaccine update from the state, total COVID vaccine doses administered is now at 1.373 million, with 547,473 Montanans fully immunized, 54% of the eligible population. President Joe Biden has nominated Jesse Laslovich to serve as the U.S. Attorney for the state of Montana. The Anaconda native is currently working in Helena as Regional Vice President for SCL Health Montana, Wyoming. He previously served in the Montana Legislature from 2001 to 2008 and has a law degree from the University of Montana. It will be up to the U.S. Senate to confirm Laslovich's nomination. Senator John Tester has said he will support the nomination, while Senator Steve Daines has yet to comment. Laslovich ran for state auditor in 2016 as a Democrat, but lost to Republican. Republican Matt Rosendale. He has served as a special assistant in the Montana U.S. Attorney's Office, an assistant attorney general with the Montana Attorney General's Office, and as chief legal counsel and deputy state auditor in the Montana State Auditor's Office. 
The Billings Gazette reports that Billings police found two men shot dead and another severely injured when responding to a crashed pickup truck early Tuesday morning. Police were dispatched to the 300 block of South 37th Street just after 3 a.m. They found two men shot dead in the vehicle, and Lieutenant Brandon Woolley says they were likely in their 20s. The injured man suffered severe neck trauma and is 22 years old. He was transported to a local hospital. Woolley says the investigation is ongoing, but it appears a fight broke out in the truck before the crash. No arrests have been made, and police say they are not searching for any suspects. When it comes to fixing Montana's behavioral health care system, policy experts often say there's no silver bullet. The next best option, though, may be a jargon-filled phrase that has many stakeholders sounding hopeful. Certified Community Behavioral Health Clinics, or CCBHCs, a Medicaid program and funding mechanism designed to make essential mental health and substance use treatments accessible to communities in need. The Montana Free Press reports that this clinical model is under consideration as part of an ongoing legislative study of the state's adult mental health care system by the Children, Families, Health, and Human Services Interim Committee. Supporters of the CCBHC model say it could be a boon to Montana's currently strained and underfunded system for treating mental health and substance use disorders, if it gains traction with state lawmakers and Governor Greg Gianforte's administration. Speaking to lawmakers on Friday, DPHHS Director Adam Meyer signaled a degree of open-mindedness about the model. CCBHC care providers must offer a range of services to fill out the spectrum of mental health and substance use disorder treatment, as well as meet certain reporting requirements set by the federal government. In return, participating providers receive an enhanced federal funding match for treating Medicaid patients, a key incentive for behavioral health providers and practitioners. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, starting off with Hill County, where winter wheat $8.07, spring wheat $8.90, Blaine County, winter wheat $7.97, spring wheat $8.85. Liberty County winter wheat 812, spring wheat 890. Shoto County winter wheat 807, spring wheat 890. And Phillips County winter wheat 792, spring wheat 880. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Mary Jo Scott, 87, passed on to be with her Lord Sunday, January 16th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held at 11 a.m. this Thursday, January 27th at First Presbyterian Church here in Haver. Committal of her remains will be with her husband Bob in Cody, Wyoming at a later date. Jerry Thomas Darter, 90 of Haver, passed away at home December 14th. Cremation has taken place and a graveside service will be held 11 a.m. Monday, January 31st in Highland Cemetery. And a luncheon will follow at Community Alliance Church. Jerry's family suggests memorial donations be made in his memory to the Haver Animal Shelter or the Haver Community Alliance Church. And that will do it for your Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten that curve.